Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. Damn it. Wait, what? <laughs> I was really hoping, because I said last time I would do it in two weeks, and I was like, he'll never expect it if I do it this week, and then he just ran with that. Am I Lee? What's happening? Yeah, I don't know. You're not swearing nearly enough today. I don't know what it is. No, I'm not wearing a Star Wars shirt, and I'm not swearing enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. I'm actually Eric, I have to admit. I, I was never Andrew. I can't, I can't live up to that. He's got too many deep cuts for me to be him. <laughs> One day, if you train really hard, yeah, it's true. keep working. I thought I had him, and then last week he dropped out two guys and a girl reference, or whatever it was. And I kept thinking of that show with, that Ryan Reynolds used to be on. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place, which they shortened to two guys and a girl. There's your tossed off. And then random. just two guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it was just like, guy. <laughs> like, man, maybe we should just... That Guy Pierce show would have been would have been better than this. Like, come on. You said somewhere on social media that we should start a reality show to save an old cinema. Old, also old cinemas, really. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, you work in a cinema that that happened at. It's true. <laughs> You're already there. <laughs> That's why I feel like we should do <laughs> it. Because I'm like, we just killed it. That's yeah. one for one, you know, and then uh, we'll just uh, see where it goes. Yeah, I forget what city that was. Specifically which yeah. city that was. Somebody tweeted this image of just a cinema in disarray. And it's always just heartbreaking and especially when you see that within our lifetime not that long ago 20 years ago 25 years ago everything seemed to be going okay (laughs) like we got this (laughs) and people blame netflix or video stores but it's not that easy because when i was a kid or when i was in high school video stores were in full power like everywhere well everywhere was a video store too yeah Yeah. like all the all the uh corner stores had a section pretty much yeah yeah and you know everyone had a vcr that could tape TV shows and watch later or Mm. sports or whatever so it's not the fault of that there's been a switch because when I was in high school in the Ottawa area and I'm sure you could say this for whatever city you're in I know for a fact Montreal Mm -hmm. Toronto Halifax Vancouver have all had a ton of stuff closed down Yeah. but when I was a kid Ottawa had within practically walking distance of here if not quick driving distance 10 different theaters they're yeah. all gone now you yeah know? we were just Andrew and I were just talking about that seconds ago because one of the guys at the movie right now was talking he, he came in and he was like how long have you guys been here and, I was just, <laughs> and it was so yeah it just caught me off guard because I was like ah like is it a bit like are you setting me up or something but I was just like well you know uh, 1932 yeah it's like <laughs> it's, it's a guy from the bio town it's like it's a test I can tell yeah. but it, yeah and he was just like Telling me about, you know, I think he was born in 44, he said. Okay. And so he was, like, talking about all the... And it just breaks my heart every because I moved here in 2001. And so I missed so many theaters, even, like, the Somerset Theater. I only knew it as Hartman's. And oh, I literally wow, worked really? there, wow. too. And I was just... To find out... Year, it was Lee was the one who told me last year. He was just dropping me off. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I went and saw a Phantom Menace here. And I was like, but, but, that, but that's 99. Like, that was only two years. I was so close. Yeah. Oh, the Somerset was glorious. My... A surrogate big sister of mine worked there, so I got to go and get snuck into a bunch oh, of stuff. Nice. But it was, it, it's kind of a blur already in my memory, but it was just a nice, really big single mm-hmm. cinema. Had a bigger balcony than we have, much okay. bigger balcony, and maybe, God, I don't know, it, it was bigger anyhow. Yeah, and, and like a great location too, I mean. Yeah, but I saw Jurassic Park there, I saw oh. Men in Black there. Nice. And You're hitting on my wheelhouse uh, ones here. But Phantom Menace, no matter what you may think of it, yeah. that was one of the greatest days of my life. Oh, it like, was an it was, event. Oh, like, it was so much fun. Even uh, all three of them, really, because I remember yeah. going to a midnight show, or, or pretty close to midnight of the second one. And I liked Attack of the Clones. Like, I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not going to be like, that's one of the best Star Wars movies. I yeah. mean, I guess it, it is one of the best Star Wars movies if we count every Star Wars movie, yeah. and I'm not putting it's it. In, it's it's in one the of the two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed that one. It gets hated on a lot. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, the third one's great, and the first one, we all know, was 
wasn't great. So we'll focus on the second one being trash. But, you know, there's some good stuff in there. And, like, I went with my brother-in-law. And actually, I'm not sure if my sister was married yet. But it was still, so we didn't really know each other that well. And that was kind of our bonding thing, was going to see Attack of the Clones at 1130 or whatever. Interesting topic of conversation. I just started listening to... I was listening to the trailers from hell podcast i was listening to that yesterday too it's really oh, good it's really good too. no it, it, i wasn't no you're not cool so. i want to be in your club but joe dante's on it but he's definitely the joe dante i think is a more quiet kind of almost shy person but he'll pipe up every once in a while but who's the other host andrew who's josh olson he's a filmmaker as well yeah he's a screenwriter okay so i've only wrote, listened to like uh, history on. of violence oh, oh nice jeez that's not what i because i've only listened to a handful but on one of them, I listened to Ileana Douglas. Okay. And found out that Ileana <clears throat> Douglas has a podcast, and I love her. Everyone has a yeah, podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, Everyone has a like, I was surprised to learn that everybody has a <laughs> yeah. podcast now. So I've listened to six or seven of her podcasts now, and it's the, the mainstays. There was a two-part John Landis, a Joe Dante, but then some cool character actors like Curtis Hansen and mm. Ed Begley Jr., but she always asks, what was your first movie, or what was your first memory of a movie? And it's funny we're talking about the Somerset because the first time I went to a movie in a theater was Empire Strikes Back at the Somerset. Yeah. And I went with my dad and my uncle and my grandpa. And it's so funny because I told this story to Lee and then he told me this whole story about how Ottawa projectionists were on a strike in 1980. Oh my God. So I wouldn't have seen it in May. I would have seen it in July. Like So he, like, he knew more about me seeing it than I did. That's, and the funny is if, if that was some guy on Twitter, you'd be like, shut up. You know what yeah. you're talking about. But for Lee, I'm like, I totally believe you and I know you would know that. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember and it sounds very cinema romantic, but I remember that Tauntaun scene and my little four-year-old brain just being like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I don't know how they did that to that horse. Yeah. You know? like, Especially when the guts first come out. I always remember it just as a kid. I'm just like, ah, you know, like what? Even like, it's just, it feels like you can feel the scene really. Like oh, him yeah. going in there, you're just like, oh, it must be so gross. The asterisk was that the year before, if not the same year, maybe it was the same year. Like maybe I saw a re-release of Star Wars at the drive-in. Okay. A few weeks before. That would make sense. So my first time I saw movies on a big screen, possibly any movie, was my mom brought me to the drive-in and I slept through it, but it was a double bill of Star Trek, the motion picture, okay. and Star Wars, what is now the, the motion, motion picture. picture. <laughs> the motion picture. Star Wars, the motion picture. Everything was the motion picture. Uh, yeah. So then I saw Empire a short time, within a year later, if not within like a few months later, mm. and I remember looking at my dad at four and a half years old and going, when's the next one? And he, and especially at the time, in yeah. 1980, not like a big movie buff guy, was yeah. like, well, I guess the last one was three or four years ago, so I guess three or four years from now. Mm -hmm. And for a four-year-old, I have learned that your time is skewed to your age. Yeah. So four years old is an eternity, because that's how old you are. Oh, yeah. And I, mean, I remember like, looking at Everything I've done has to happen again before yeah. I get to see a new I Star Wars. I remember being like, I gotta wait that long to find <laughs> out what happens to Han Solo? I was furious. Yeah. Actually, four-year-old furious. I believe it. But so, it's so heartbreaking to me that the Somerset is now demolished and turned into condos like so yeah. many places. But that's my first movie memory is Empire Strikes Back so I was brainwashed from mm -hmm. toddlerhood I even remember watching the VHS of that you know when I was a kid and we talked about that we were just like oh, isn't it cool we can just watch them right back to back and our parents had to wait four years to see what's gonna yeah. happen and then I can imagine my dad being just like well I hope you know that you know we couldn't just blah, blah, blah. and you know, <laughs> just like it's okay dad you're allowed to still enjoy it now but. do you remember your first cinematic experience 
You know what? I think it was the Fox and the Hound. Pretty oh, sure. Which that's depressing. I, I, yeah, and I don't even know. I'm not. I don't know how to feel about that being the answer. But that's the one that I remember most. Like, and I only remember two or three scenes from it because I was yeah. young. But but I was at Return of the Jedi in '83 as a one year old. Oh wow! I do not remember that. I probably shouldn't have been taken. Your as parents a were just jerks bringing a baby. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I would have hated me, but still, that's it is cool to be like, oh, okay, I believe that story, and I want that to be true. So yeah, I would. I clearly don't remember that. You think you do. It's like you keep... You're like, oh, yeah, maybe I remember. You're like, no, you don't. You were one. I remember Fox and the Hound whenever I saw... I don't know what year that was. I guess... I don't know if I was six or seven. Andrew, when did Fox and the Hound come out? 81. 81. Are you just saying numbers now? (laughs) Nobody can prove that's not true. But I remember seeing it... I didn't see it until it was on video. It's good, but I remember seeing it and being like... This isn't a kids movie. This is sad. It's, I this know. Is like, and they, it's like they all had to have a traumatic part. It was the, even like Land Before Time, which wasn't Disney. Uh, I don't think. Like, no, I think that Don Bluth. Uh, Don Bluth yeah. did work on. I think that was one of the last ones, if not the last one, he worked on at Disney, and then okay. he went and did his own thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he kind of like I think he could have stayed, but was just like you know, f this. I'm gonna do my own thing now because I'm real good. <laughs> and I think I'm remembering this wrong, but I think the moral of the story of Fox and the Hound is don't be friends with people who are different than you. Pretty much. That's a bad moral I think yeah that's what they say across the screen at the end of the thing you're not like me therefore you're like we can't "Mm, be friends seems weird but all right yeah, obviously, I don't remember it that well. I'm not going to rewatch it, even though, like, that would be fun to be like, hey, my first cinematic thing, maybe I'll watch it. Or if I was like, Josh, can we have a private screening of Fox in the <laughs> yeah. Hand? So I, no, I won't be doing Too that. Too sad. Yeah. I remember getting glass peanut butter jar that was Fox and the Hound. Okay. I didn't know where this story was going. No, that was like a tie in that they had. Collect the Disney peanut butter jars. <laughs> that is. Even for them, that's kind of strange. Like, yeah, so you had to eat all the peanut butter, and then you could drink out of it. But I do remember like, loaves of bread having a hockey card in it, or, or like, some like a sticker or something. To keep the bread fresh. I, yeah, it's just <laughs> so weird. And you had to like cut out without cutting the thing to cut open the bread because obviously, like you're a kid, you're not gonna wait till the bread's done to get your card. No. that's not happening. So yeah, that was there's all sorts of the weird things like and, and like when they eventually for cereal bag toys they started putting them on the outside of the bag instead of inside the bag possibly due to complaints. I'm oh yeah, I remember Black Hole had spoon toppers Ooh. and there was these oh, little man. like hard plastic and it was the little like the little R two robot you know <laughs> and you just it was like a, just like an eraser top and you put it on the top of your spoon. And I remember that, and it was just in there. It was just choking hazard. Oh, man. And you're just jamming your whole hand in <laughs> yeah, the cereal. Yeah, your dirty little like, four-year-old oh, hand in there. And I think the rule at our house was always you have to finish the previous box before you can open the new box, but that was just a rule on paper, you know? I mean, we didn't always abide by that. And I remember for the prequels, there was little Star Wars toys, and it had got to the point of a plastic bag outside of the cereal. Yeah. So nerd jerks would go into <laughs> the grocery store and steal them. Because it was really easy to open oh. the cereal box, oh, pull man. out the little toy. I didn't even think of that. And you can just pretend you're like looking at the box. You're like, yeah. yes, yes, everything seems to be in order here. Yeah, and you, they would just fill their pockets with Boss Nass and yeah, all your favorite characters. I remember going and like looking through and be like, well, I'm not taking this one, not taking this one. No, yeah. here's a closed box. And they had little. It was just little uh, pens or little yeah. things, you know. Not but even the toppers, the pen toppers. No, it was way past that. I remember those toppers and being like, yeah, that's a choking hazard. Yeah, <laughs> and that, like, it's just, I don't know, that's, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, it's such a bygone era now, even that, it feels like, because, I mean, you still have the your Cracker Jack toys are crap now, oh, and, horrible. like, all this. I didn't mean for this to become a, like, <laughs> yeah. things were better back in the day, but they it's, were. like, at least Toys and Cereal, man, that is cool. Video stores, Toys and Cereal, yeah. we had some good stuff. Andrew, do you remember what your first big screen movie was? It was either, uh, I think it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Ooh. really? 
It's either that or um, The Jungle Book. Ninja Turtles is like a mature movie for a little kid. It, that's the problem with Ninja Turtles. Well, I mean, is it, it was it was aimed at little kids. For yeah, sure. it was PG but had violence and swearing yeah, in it because they yeah. didn't want it to be a family film. Yeah, you know. I loved the cartoon. I don't. I don't remember. Like, I, I don't think I, I didn't see the first one in theaters. I don't think. But yeah. I mean, like, because I was right on the cusp. I, I'm sure my parents were kind of confused because they're like, "Well, the cartoon is good and that's fine, but yeah. like, is he too? You know, is there going to be?" mild swears or whatever you know for a what, yeah it was it? pretty dark for a kids movie yeah and, and like a pretty a fair amount of violence I mean yeah. considering like it's it's a joke now but it's still yeah like, I was in I was like in grade 9 but those those turtle shells were pretty impressive the, they, the turtle oh, costumes mm-hmm. yeah I just watched it again recently and nice and, it, and you know they were real and tangible what you know no CGI so yeah. I mean, if you look back like I haven't seen it in years but if I were to watch it again I mean I'm sure those costumes, I guess you call them. <laughs> and not only that, these costumes, still, as you call them, <laughs> they still look pretty good. Yeah. There's scenes of them skateboarding yeah, or doing tricks, yeah. and I'm like, wow, that's just. I, I'm sure just walking around in that suit is oh, yeah. a pain. Just, and it's so hot as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, I always feel for any like it seems like Kane, Kane Hodder doing Jason or whatever. You know, like just all these dudes and like Robert Englund who had to like, suffer through hours and hours yeah. of makeup and yeah. to walk around in the hot sun and still be scary or, or whatever. You know, that's impressive. And, and there's still people who don't even know. They're just like, oh yeah, that, that's not a guy. It's just Freddy. Show me more movie. Yeah, I remember Ninja Turtles was enormous, and it was a relatively independent film. It wasn't the equivalent of a $150 million film. Well, it was New Line Cinema. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. The house that uh, Freddy built. Yeah, and I guess, you know, they weren't as big as Universal or Warner Brothers. Yeah, and there was no stars in it. No? There was no... Well, unless you count Elias Cotillas. Yeah, and Casey Jones. Which we do. Canada's sweetheart, Elias Cotillas. Oh, man. And Corey Feldman as... Oh, yeah. the voices. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, if that movie had been done today, you definitely... I think Sam Rockwell's in it. Sam Rockwell, oh, not only... He plays he, one of the thugs. He's in it. He's crazy baby face. I think he's 20, but he looks 15. Yeah. And he's one of Shredder's goons. And he has, like, two lines, maybe. Yeah. But it's funny, because when I watched it again, I had seen it on the heels of Three Billboards and a couple other things, oh, you know? God, that's, that's and you look at combo. it, and it's like, wow, he's... It might have been his first... Speaking role. Right. And Kevin Clash was Splinter. Yeah, of Elmo fame. That's oh, great. That's man. quite a range. Oh my yeah. god, I never even put that together. I really love the Splinter Muppet in that movie. Because yeah. he was more of a Muppet, whereas the Turtles were full kind of animatronic heads yeah. with stunt people walking around in it. Yeah, it's... I mean, it was... It, like, I had the cassette soundtrack, so you know, that must have been good. I had that, too. Oh, man, was it, was, it, was it orange? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You mine know was orange. You get four I colors. Don't, I don't know if mine was orange. Was it four colors? You could get all the four no, different... You know what? Mine was black. I didn't even get one of what? the four colors. Yeah, I just got the trash... I got the Foot Clan color, I guess, or whatever. Not I got the red one because I'm old school and I like to live in a world thinking oh, of... BS, one day there will be a movie with the four red headbands instead of the... There's a poster. Somebody did a poster of... I don't know what you call it. Cause it's not a fan poster, but it's yeah. one of those posters you buy that look better than the real ones. Yeah. And there's two editions of it, and one is with the different colored headbands, and one is all four red headbands. And I'm like, I want that red one. Man, that, that was so... Just It's weird to think of the craziness around that. Not, like, I know Ninja Turtles is still popular now and with all the yeah. Michael Bay stuff, but just, like, yeah. that was my world, you know? Oh, like, yeah. for, you know, a chunk of years. And yeah, I was I was pretty obsessed, too. Yeah, and it just... I, I, I never saw part three, though. I, I never saw part two, but I saw, I saw part, part three. Yeah, I remember part two, because, you know, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, of course. 
It didn't um, have the soundtrack for that one, but yeah, I imagine it was great. By three, I think I, I had moved on with oh, my life. Three is brutal, man. It's it was a I think it was direct to video, but maybe it wasn't. No, no it was I, big screen. It, it, the quality yeah. was direct to video. I'll say that because it was the first time that they had lesser turtles quality wise. Yeah, I don't just, think they didn't move it. very much. They didn't really. They, they'll maybe like punch a couple times, and that's about it. Like there wasn't as much kicking. Wait, did Jim Henson? Worked on the first one? Jim Henson worked on the first one. I have a trading card, and it's Jim on the set. Ooh. And it was one of the last... I don't think, wow. he, I don't think he worked on it a lot, but yeah. like Jim it was his. It was his company. Yeah, right? and he and, was like kind of a consultant or something, probably. Yeah, but I remember it was, it was that and Witches, which came out pretty no, close together. Movie. Which, I don't think I actually never, never did see that, but I... Ask I, it too. I, I, I heard it was like pretty like creepy for a kid's movie. Yeah, but I think those are the last two things that Jim was around for. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. And then, like, the last time he did Kermit was, I think, on a Christmas special, on a TV Christmas special. Was it the Muppet one? or Yeah, the, the Muppet yeah. Family Christmas. One, not the Christmas Carol. Not right, the no, 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 I think that one is the best. Like, yeah. Well, maybe not the best, but one of the best. Because you get everyone in it, and it's so yeah. good. It's funny. I just watched Bram Stoker's Dracula last night here, which, again, had a really good turnout. So we're, nice. like, oh. we're like three for three so Telling far. It, man. But, man, it's a, it was written by James Hart, who wrote... Muppet Christmas Carol or maybe Muppet Treasure Island you were one of the, the features yeah. what a weird movie I haven't seen it in 25 years <laughs> yeah it's trying to be an EC horror comic okay and a hammer horror film right so it's really swinging for the fences yeah and, yeah. and the costumes are beautiful and the score is amazing but it just it's one of those movies that I recommend seeing yeah but doesn't work it's just for it me anyhow quite, like yeah. it's and like poor Keanu, who I love, is just <laughs> might as well be wearing a sign saying, "I'm out of my league oh, here." See, yeah, I like, just, that's what I always took away from it. It's just like he just, you know, you want to give the guy a big hug, but you're just like, dude, yeah. it's not there. Yeah. It's not there for this. It's you know? quite a while before John Wick. Yeah, yeah, and like quite I like him in, in Bill and Ted and Parenthood and John Wick. Oh, even you the know? Matrix, it worked. Oh, you know? for sure. Like, yeah, it's he has quite a few where he's perfect for the role and then there's other times where you're just like okay like I think I get why you got this role and you look fine yeah. but it's like once you start saying the lines not quite as good but yeah it, but, it, but it shows that no matter who you are Francis Ford Coppola he did The Godfather Man. there was still somebody saying no you have to put Keanu in because the kids like him yeah and I was trying to think of who is his contemporary who could have got that role instead of him and I, and I couldn't is it, is it Johnny Depp? Is it Robert Downey Jr.? Like, I, I couldn't remember who else. Depp could have been good. De- yeah. Depp could have been a good uh, Dracula, actually. I mean, not at that time, but... But the first scene with Keanu and Gary Oldman, you could just see <laughs> Keanu going like, Oh, my God! You're like, okay, this is, uh, you know, I always find that when, it's, when you've got, like, one or two big actors and then another guy like yeah. there's this movie I, I hate to bring up Spacey but there's this movie The Big Kahuna <laughs> yeah that you know back That's then a good movie. yeah well but it's just but, funny because you've got like Danny DeVito Kevin Spacey and that Peter guy. Facinelli or yeah. Fasten I can never remember how his name's pronounced who went on to rule the Twilight Saga not that I would know anything about that I but haven't seen a Twilight me either me either <laughs> anyway but I just always I thought that was funny because he was fine but it's just like you're with these two titans and right. like you know like that's that's the first example that pops into my head because like at the time I was a big Spacey fan and I was like oh I gotta watch everything and it's just it's so weird I always feel for the third guy you know yeah. like whoever it happens to be where you're just like it's not even that you're bad it's just that you're thrust into this role with these other two you know like, the, like it would be like that with the score if Edward Norton was terrible or something like that right or, 
you know, or like I guess Marlon Brando wasn't great in that movie. I'm gonna say. Well, I know Eric wants to keep on talking about Kevin Spacey. I know, like, yeah, I have yeah. a lot more. Well, we can talk about how his latest movie made 126 dollars this oh, weekend. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> they just dumped it. So weird that it didn't make that much money. What are the <laughs> yeah. odds? So let's talk about what we're screening from Friday, August 24th through Thursday the 30th in 2018 in case you're listening yeah, to this in the future yeah, if you heard only the first 15 minutes of this and we're like man I'm really yeah. uh, lost in time now uh, yeah so we're playing a movie called Cielo which is a is that how you pronounce it? I yeah. think so it's not Cleo it's Cielo oh, is Wait, it Cleo? Is it an, I don't know I if it's it Cielo I pronounced it wrong I was waiting Cielo. for you to say it so I didn't have to it's C-I-E-L-O which I thought was Cielo it could be Cielo I thought it was a weird way of saying cello at first. I hope the filmmaker's not listening it's to It's Spanish, so I think that's how you Spanish it. But that's, that's, it's, um, I, I guess, a nature documentary. It's an it's a oh. outdoors documentary. That would explain the poster. I was like, what a nice poster of like stars and stuff. Like That's so kind. Photography from where the parts of our planet where you get the most beautiful nighttime skies and everything. Oh, man. I'm so I don't know how this is padded out to a film, but it's uh, <laughs> supposed to be really good. It says that it's Spanish and French with English subtitles and English. So it's wow, and Klingon. Yeah, and Klingon. Like, so there is some form of narration or there's stuff in there too. But huh. So that's our new film this week. That sounds fun. Then we have Ocean's 8 back for a second week. Oh man, it must be doing pretty well still. And the reason for that is it did really well on three 9pm screenings. That's impressive. And I think a lot of people were like, that's past my bedtime. Yeah. So now we have it back to see how this works of more of 6.30 mm-hmm. and matinee screenings. Yeah. And I hope it does well because I do. I was chatting with Lee about it, and I said I like kind of showing second run stuff when we can. Yeah. Like not all the time, and only when it's stuff that kind of has a history. For sure. You know, Ocean's Eight has a history. Yeah. When we show Mad Kong Max. or Mad Max, yeah. Like I highly doubt you're ever going to see us playing Fast and Furious films. Yeah. You know, it's but. Not- but nah. stuff with a Hollywood history to it. Yeah. So. No, I like that. And, and also just, you know, to, to turn on its ear there, you know, we're doing the the Rider Festival, you know, we got Ocean's 8 and like, it's, I like that they've expanded that series to sort of, I haven't seen the 8th one yet, but like uh, you were sort of implying that it ties in with the it does, Yeah, series. that's and I like franchises that if we have to live in a world of franchises, I kind of like, and this is nothing new because Drew Barrymore's Charlie's Angels duology mm-hmm. tied into the TV show. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And so this one ties into the previous trilogy with George Clooney and the gang. So I like that when they kind of just tie it in. But you could just watch Ocean's 8 and it's just a heist film. Yeah. But it's got some, you know, it's got three Oscar winners in it. And it's it's, it's cool. I really like the score, actually. And it's just a nice, cool Hollywood movie. So it's it's cool that we get to try this out for some matinee shows yeah. and well, 6.30 like, shows. Yeah, I, like, uh, I feel like it, it didn't really get its due uh, in first-run theaters yeah. as well. So Which is good for us because it means there's a lot of people who in the neighborhood who haven't seen it who yeah. will come see a movie like this. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's our second film this week. Then we have our Ottawa premiere is By Bust, which is a Filipino action film. Which, in the trailer, compares it to Mad Max, but I think looks a lot more like The Raid. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Even the poster kind of looks like The Raid. And yeah. I was like, I mean, you can compare it to either of those, because I'll be interested if you say Mad Max or The Raid, but like... And I think it's just, it's cops beating up drug dealers yeah. for two hours. Is it just, so they're just so, sort of like, hey, remember Fury Road? You like that, right? That was popular? That's, I think so. <laughs> I think I think so, yeah. But it looks really good. Supposedly, it's, you know, overseas has been a big financial hit. So it's uh, that's our auto premiere. We have that for five screenings this week. Then we wrap up our aforementioned Winona Ryder Festival, which Sadly. so far has been Brown Soaker's Dracula. Heather's? Yeah. 
I wasn't going to give him any clues. I was going to yeah. see if your brain, his brain's like working slow. You're like, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah. Mr. Deeds, I believe. Stranger yeah. Things. Mermaids. It was Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. We were Scissor looking Hands. for there, Lucas. but. Lucas. Yeah, we, so we, we were should, close. We showed one a day. Yeah, yeah. 30, Balls of Fire. 30 went on a ride films. How good would it be if we were doing a festival where we don't announce some of them? We're like, oh, you missed the third movie? Yeah, we didn't tell anyone. We just thought you would come. Then we showed Adam Sandler by mistake. And that's Christina Ricci. <laughs> yeah, we're like, ah, whatever. Ah. It's still good. Yeah. But it, it's, I've been so happy that this, far from gangbusters, it hasn't been 300 people a night. But I think at lowest, we've been in the 40s and at yeah. highest been in the 80s so it, it has never not broken even yeah or, or like earned money i guess so for a monday tuesday late show that's great so hopefully that'll keep rolling along with dracula tonight and reality bites despite me having to hold my tongue of getting in a fight with someone on twitter about it <laughs> i think we'll do the best <laughs> i don't even now i have to go like <laughs> check but, that out just somebody was really and you know i don't like all of winona movies either no and i don't like you know they're but don't get angry about it. Just don't come. Are they you know, like, mad that we're playing it? Pretty much. Like, okay. And then listed 12 other Winona movies that she thought would be better suited than Reality not, Bites. We don't always pick stuff that she we want to watch. She movies? Yeah. I, and I just responded with, well, you know, not all those films are available. Like, yeah. you couldn't play Beetlejuice. Yeah. And that it's cool that you don't like it. But I have, I think I have three friends who it's one of their favorite films mm -hmm. because they were a young woman at the right age and the right time and you know yeah. so that's why we're screening it and it's you know Ethan Hawke went on to do big stuff after that Ben Stiller went on to do big stuff after yeah. that and for Generation X it's a pretty cornerstone film oh yeah so if I had to debate club it there's a reason to screen it you're also running a business so I mean yeah. it's not you don't have final say if you don't personally like a movie that will probably do well. Like, it doesn't really well, make sense. My, my go-to example is always that I think we played four Alvin and the Chipmunks films. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Out of 15. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't forget when we had the, I guess, newest one. I was like, wait, how, what? Like, how many are there now? I'm pretty sure four March breaks in a row we screened a Chipmunks yeah. movie. Yeah, and there's three Smurfs, or is there more? We screened like, two Smurfs at least, two. At least, yeah. And we didn't do that stops. because they're the height of cinematic greatness <laughs> no. is because we show matinees and kids are in the neighborhood and in Ottawa. Yeah. And I believe they all did really good. They all did 150 people each screening. Yeah. So. We're, we don't care at that point. We're just like, yeah, yeah just keep coming in. We'll play your Smurfs. I mean, The Room is a good example where I, ha I was looking at the numbers and I'm always curious. And we had a really good day the day we screened The Room last weekend. We had four shows, you know, one, three, seven, nine, essentially. Yeah. All four shows did 40 plus. Nice. So not a superb day, but a good day. Yeah, yeah. But then The Room did 125 people. Wow. So The Room oh did God. twice as well, almost three yeah. times as well. Before September even. Like, yeah. You know, that, I'm kind of shocked, actually. Like, I, I knew it would be like at least 60, 70, but like... No, it did way better. So Man. it's... Oh my God. We do it because, you know, if we screened the Chipmunks film and it did 300 people... Three days we're in a row. We're doing chipmunks once a month. We're doing chipmunks yeah. once a month. That, and you, like you throw peanuts at the screen. Like I don't like this. <laughs> so I admit, somewhat petty, that I hope Reality Bites does two hundred people a night. Yeah. Almost so I can go back on Twitter and be like, see. Yeah, yeah. Half <laughs> as an owner, half as a stubborn film yeah. guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I was I was doing a little pre-search, which is what I call pre-research, uh, which oh. I never do for the podcast. But yeah. for Reality Bites, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'll just sort of check. And there was some interesting stuff. Like, like first of all, I didn't realize that the writer, uh, she was 19 when she wrote it. Oh, wow. Which is pretty interesting. And uh, it went through 70 drafts and wow. four test screenings oh before we got what we got. 
And that also, uh, Winona Ryder was the one who got Janine Garofalo hired. Uh, Stiller wanted to fire her because they didn't get along. What? And, and really? Winona Ryder was like... Didn't they do the Ben Stiller show together? I, and I guess maybe there was some tension, or maybe he just didn't think she was right for the role, but uh-huh. like supposedly Winona Ryder was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it if you fire her. And Good job, So whatever. she stayed on in the role, and like she's one of the more acclaimed... Oh, yeah. actors, actresses in, in the thing and, and the more most interesting thing I found was that Tarantino wanted to use My Sharona for Pulp Fiction and he found out Ray Bites had already used it so he couldn't or felt he couldn't I don't know like, take that Quentin yeah and I was just like that's pretty wild there was way more uh, stuff but I was just like that's, that's pretty interesting Quentin must be pissed nowadays that the trend of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and Spider-Man Homecoming of kind of using Ramones using yeah. older songs because he must just be like, no, no, that's yeah, my yeah. thing. My, I invented this. It was uh, Renee Zellweger's film debut as well. In Reality Bites? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's another fun fact. Jeez, I didn't remember that at all. Yeah. Andrew's fact-checking it now, but yeah. I, promise, <laughs> I promise you I read that thing that I personally wrote onto IMDb to make sure that I could say it online. So before we wrap up, I will quickly mention that we booked another Ottawa premiere date in September for oh. Summer of 84. Oh my god, I forgot. About, that's my favorite thing about your posts is that I see them and I get so excited and a few <laughs> days later I've already forgotten and then you bring it up and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I'm so excited again. And that's from our friends who directed Turbo Kid. So good. I'm just saying this, we don't know yet, but I'm hoping maybe they can come to visit. They're from Montreal. They're from Montreal. They, yeah, I thought so. They came for Turbo Kid. Oh. I don't know if, they, you know, they could be at a film festival in Australia for yeah, all yeah. I know, but... I'm definitely going to put the word out and be like, hey, are you guys yeah. at home and want to come yeah. and visit? Or even send Lomatos, like the, the guys who did the music for both. Oh, I, yeah. I, like, send them. We're like, we're good. Send anyone, really. It's fresh off of its Fantasia screening. It's rolling out to the world. and It's played a few, too. I think like it's it's a couple festivals yeah. over, maybe not overseas. But I'm so uh, glad we're getting it. And even if it does hit dreaded VOD before we're screening it right it's one of those things where and i'm not just saying this because i'm you know a maker owner <laughs> i never do vod i it, never it's like, not really i mean it, it's an option but it's also not really an option if i have a chance ways, to see it at the mayfair or yeah something, you know that's kind of what i mean like it's just especially for certain things that you, you want to see blown up like yeah. even the uh the cello or, or cielo or whatever, whatever yeah, like, something like that like i mean i couldn't really imagine watching that at home on tv no. like if you could see like a, a big screen version you know? and that's kind of i remember a few years back seeing an ad on the back of a comic book and that's what's starting to happen with movies like john dies at the end or certain things like that you'll see it and it'll say vod you know, September 12th, yeah. limited theatrical run the 21st. Or same day yeah. sometimes too. And I think that's the way, and it's good. I can see it. Like say if you live in PEI or if you live in, you know, flyover states mm. and you're a big movie nerd, you might not have a Mayfair sadly. Yeah. So then it's good. You could actually pay a couple bucks, support the movie yeah. and watch it. But for us, and I think people do that too. I always notice people saying, I got the Blu-ray of something, but I'm going to wait because Maker yeah. has it. Or I did the Kickstarter, but I want to go see it at the Maker. Right. So. Well, because if you have that option, I mean, why wouldn't you take it? Like, I didn't. I don't think I got to see Turbo Kid on the big screen, and I was really bummed about oh, that so because good. that would have been incredible on the on the big screen. Like, it's so, and they're making a sequel, so. This is funny because it's, man, it's right in my nostalgic wheelhouse because mm-hmm. the more recent It and Stranger Things and Summer of 84, the 80s, which I love, filmmakers are making stories about and some people were like jaded about it. I'm like, well, no, it's because that's when they were kids, you know? And yeah. if you look at what Spielberg made or if you look at what Lucas made when Lucas made <laughs> yeah. American Graffiti, they're telling stories. It's not okay now. Well, yeah, and, and, and that's uh, that's kind of been the uh, the funny takeaway from all this stuff. Because, like, 
a lot of people are saying, oh, that's just a rip off Stranger Things, but it was actually written before Stranger Things. They've just been trying to make this for right. years. Film moves slow sometimes, especially for Canadian low budget or lowish budget stuff. Compared yeah, oh to yeah. Whatever, you know. And you're so. not allowed to say anything's a rip off of Stranger Things because I love Stranger I, Things, but Stranger Things is just Goonies and Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. It is, and, you know, it, or yeah, whatever. So. Like, it's, it's just everything is an homage of everything. So let's wrap this up. I'm going to yeah, hope you it's didn't not. Mention cinema. You didn't cinema. Oh, yeah. yeah. Guess okay, who's holding quick. down cinema this week? I don't know who. It's me. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be presenting cinema on Saturday. Forgot so you know cinema. it'll be bad. Just stay home. No, no, it's going to be real good. <laughs> Rhymes with splice. <laughs> Yeah. world yeah yeah it's, uh, oh man I didn't even think of that there, there's all these gag like Lee texted me out of nowhere yesterday it was like hey you want to do cinema this week and I was just like half terrified half stoked because <laughs> yeah. and I was just like okay I gotta think about what I'm gonna pick and my first pick is DVD only and it's just it wouldn't look good yeah, enough so yeah. I was like okay fine and, he's, and I was like oh I'll message you later with something and he was, any ideas and I was like oh my god I gotta do it now or maybe he'll pick someone else <laughs> so I just like picked five or six things and he narrowed it to two so Cool. I got, I got, yeah, dealer's choice on the final two, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Excellent. So come out to that, everyone. So that's Saturday, the 25th of probably August? I don't know. The, yeah, if you're listening to this right away, you can still come see it. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can check us out on mayfairtheater.ca, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. Stay tuned to our social media and website, because you'll see all the other cool stuff we have coming up. Because it's happening again. October's on the horizon. Oh man, I'm so excited. I, even September and November are still great too because yeah. well, sometimes people will be like, right. oh, why didn't you get blank? And you're like, well, we literally couldn't, but we can <laughs> yeah. have it here. And they're like, what? Not even no, we yeah. <laughs> so yeah, stay tuned for all the awesome October screenings that uh, 31 days of I'm excited. Awesome. I just booked my G2 driving test for October 1st. So if I pass it, I'm going to celebrate here by watching something great. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you soon at the Mayfair. Bye. Oh, they're going to be so excited when it's Spice World on Saturday. <laughs> what, what, are you doing? what are you showing? Well, I can't tell you. Shh. Wait, it turns off right. Spice World. There is an inexorable force in the cosmos where time and space converge. A place beyond man's vision, but not his reach. It is the most mysterious and awesome point in the universe. where the here and now may be forever. On my ship, you ask. It is unavoidable. Moving through space, swallowing everything in its path, radio waves, light. Are you programmed to speak? Even planets and stars. Everything in.